Are you ready? Are you going to wear your glasses? Yeah. You are? Only because my beard isn't done. So I'm trying to take the focus off of my beard looking crazy. So add hat, hoodie, glasses. Now it's less focus on the beard, right? Fix your hoodie. What's wrong with it? Like that's tucked in on that side. See? I, maybe I wanted it that way. Did so, you want to put it on backwards too? Your mama. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. All right. What's up, people? And welcome to the Feelings First Facts Later podcast with Nathan Mitchell and Christina. Hey. This is another episode of the podcast where we're saying shit, but we ain't saying shit. But today is actually going to be a day where we do decide to get a little bit personal. Well, at least I'm I'm definitely going to get personal. I don't know how personal we'll you're going to get. Yeah, we'll I'm see. bringing it. You just, just kind of we'll fill it out. If the mood is right. You, you know what? You would think by now you would be a little bit more comfortable. But it's like, it's like, it's like, you're st- no, 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 you do, you do, I you do. do. But it, it still feels like you're in this state where you're still trying to get warmed up for the people. Like you're. It's the state I live in. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Fair enough. That's who I am. How many episodes will it take before you just get on this mic and then it's just like, like. I don't know. Riding a bike with no But hands. it's just who I am. Like a nigga on a bike. And I also feel like when we do get personal, it's a lot of me anyways okay you don't think i get personal i think we get personal but uh-huh. i think it's a lot of my shit that we you know you know what i think it is i think it's uh because you are more on the serious side when you get personal it feels real intimate and when yeah. i get personal it's just like oh this is just this me is battling true. and i'm just i'm just this saying things or people think i'm playing I'm this not playing. True. Yeah, that's a good point. Be- because of the way the way I, I put it out. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I agree. Now you say that. Or maybe you just get more personal than I do. and I'm just making all this shit up. But I, I definitely feel like there are times where I am saying something serious, but it, it doesn't come off that way because of how I come off. I agree. Right? Yeah. Because I'm thinking about things that you do say, and you do really say some personal shit. Often, but it's it's just done differently. It's not intimate. But you're so nonchalant about it, right? So well, it's not intimate, thing. right? And that's the thing. And and it I and I guess feel, yeah. And I and I, okay, so that's almost like a, a debate when, like, a good question. So when someone's getting personal about something, mm. is it necessarily what they're speaking about or how it impacts them when it comes out of them? Does that make sense? Does that question make sense? Yes. Like, again, use us, for example. Mm-hmm. I can say something that is personal to me. Right. That I decide to share with the world. But right. it doesn't bother me if I share with the world or not. I think it it's still personal. Okay. But does it hit the same if it doesn't bother me coming out? Like, I feel like it always hits a little bit different when you could tell, like, this is something that was pulled out of somebody, something that they really didn't want the world to know, but now they're letting the world know. Right. Even if, even if it doesn't, like, really mean as much as the person that just gave it all up and didn't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and what I mean by that is. Like, like the weight that it carries. Right, the weight yeah. that it carries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But just because yeah. I'm carrying it better, does it look the same? Does it look like. Or more casual, no rather. Does, yeah. it, does it like, does it hit? Does it hit? Yeah. Probably That's not. Good, yeah. So I wonder what, what, what do people feel like they're getting most, like when do people feel like they're getting the most from someone? Is it what message that they're actually getting from the person 
or how it's delivered and how it appears that it affects, affects the, the, person the person that who's it is coming from. It, yeah. It's a good question. Mm. Maybe I, it would depend on the receiver. True. If, if I was, if I was a, a betting man, I would go with anytime something's packaged with emotions, it always feels like it's just a better gift to the world. Even if it doesn't, carry as much weight as because i also think that when people do that it doesn't happen as often as like the way you get personal you know what i'm saying i don't give people as much of myself as you do uh-huh. so maybe it hits harder when i do because i don't do it as often gotcha maybe maybe hmm. maybe not I, obviously this, <laughs> we can't answer this this is going to be from you know for for the people out there to answer mm -hmm. but i i would like to to think that if i'm listening to no 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 because because you know what i think i'm i'm crude enough where if i'm listening to something and someone's all and it's something that's not a big deal but like really that was it that was it that's it kind of thing yeah but i can see a world where you're also just like what shocks you anyways or what what what'll hit you and you'll be like damn i don't think it would i think it would take very select select things to make you feel some type of way or it might just be some dumb shit that hits me or it's, that. Like, it's like really that bothers yeah, you the, like, this yeah, is true yeah that that really bothered me or when you told me the other day that something made you tear up and it was a fucking movie you were watching what was it wasn't it fucking black panther 2 oh yeah <laughs> It was. I'm like, what? It was. that You almost cried then? You know what? Maybe, <laughs> maybe a little bit. You know what it is? Things that have to do with children now, ever since I've had ever, ever since uh -huh. having children, anything that has to do with children and of course, and then like the father child yeah. bond, that gets me. Yeah. So yeah, at the end of Black Panther, and it, it, I'm whatever, spoiler alert, I don't yeah. care. If you didn't see it yet, you didn't want to see it because it's, it's, it's out there. I want to see it. I just haven't had time. Yeah, but you also don't care about black people enough to watch <laughs> oh it. I mean, if it was Puerto Rican Panther, you would be That's all not true. I loved it. Black Panther. It's such a great movie. Okay. I want to see it. All right. All right. So should I not say it? No, say it. Because no, I already I, no, know. No, how about this? How about this? How about this? I won't say it, but I'll, I'll just say the, the, the particular scene. Okay. It was the post-credit scene. The post-credit scene got me. Okay. And not, not, but it didn't get me because I was sad. It got me. It was like, it was like a, like mm -hmm. of joy. And I was like, oh, this is cute. And it was like, oh, snap. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't see that coming. I yeah. didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> you look like you're getting emotional now. Yeah, thinking about it. Was, it. It was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah. It was good. Disney did a good job. It's just so funny because you're so random and you're so... I wouldn't say because you do have a lot of emotion, mm -hmm. like because you're passionate. Mm -hmm. But it's just sometimes it's some of the strangest things I think that like move you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. The, the last time I actually cried, I cried in a theater was that Ford versus Ferrari movie what? when he won. He won the race and it, it made me emotional. And I was watching <laughs> with my son. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe it's because I was watching it with him. But then it was it was the scene where he won the so race. You actually cried. Yeah, yeah, a tear came out. I mean, I didn't boo-hoo. I'm not uh, boo-hooing. That's crazy. I, just, I was like a thug tear. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Where it's like, yeah. a, it's like a, you know. But but what happens is, is that if I do audible cry, 
like if something like made me like <laughs> like do that, <laughs> what I do is I'd be like, God damn, that was a good scene. Like I like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'll play off the little choke up. Yeah, you're gonna play it off. And sure. Like, oh man, does anybody else smell that? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> you you do that like that. Did Jackson snip. see you cry? No, 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 no. He's he he was glued. He was like, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Like, oh, that was beautiful. Which is, it was just, it wasn't a sad scene. It was just beautiful for no reason. It was a race. That's very interesting to me. I don't know. I don't know. Children has definitely turned me into a huge vagina. Huge. Okay, a vagina, not a huge <laughs> one. But maybe maybe the girls, you know. She's definitely taken away some testosterone. Mine, like I, I've definitely lost muscle mass since. Her. <laughs> and it's like it's night and day, night and day. That's so weird. Night and day. I, I packed on Did weight. You just call her the girl. the girl. No, not that I had a girl. Oh, did I say the girl? I think so. The girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, having this child that is now yeah. my first daughter. Yes, having a daughter. Yeah. Right. Has. Certainly, uh, I, I feel like has stripped something away from me, mm-hmm. and it's definitely my T levels for sure. That's I I don't know why, but it, it there was a night and day difference between before and after her. And but you after think it's her, the fact that she was a girl, maybe. Okay. Or maybe it's the fact that just lack of sleep reduces testosterone, yeah. and, and you're just older now, out of routine. and it's a different okay, situation. Thanks. Bringing in age, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, for, naturally true. it should it should drop, right? right. But or is the timing thing? The the timing was spot on. Interesting, spot on. I mean, it was maintaining a body weight of a certain number, mm-hmm. and then immediately going to a body weight that I've never ever seen in my life, ever, <laughs> never seen in my life. And then just maintaining muscle mass has been a little bit uh, more of a challenge. Yeah, but we've talked about how your your whole routine has changed mm-hmm. as well. So it's not like you can say it was just she's the only factor. Like mm-hmm. Your whole life looks different. I looked better after COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I looked better three months after almost dying than, oh, than three months after you pushing a baby out. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, go figure <laughs> That's interesting. And there's pictures to prove it. <laughs> right. We have receipts. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. What can you do? But I, 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 you know what? I do not have the balls to ever have my levels checked. Why? Because I, I would never want to hear the bad news that it went down. I feel like if if I don't know, then I can you always can just, just pretend yeah. my, pretend that everything's okay, fine. That's fair. And then all this conversation that we're having is just a joke and, and mm-hmm. entertainment and mm-hmm. for the people Versus just, to, confirmation. just to add minutes. Right. Versus confirmation. Yeah. It's like, no, sir, you have low T. Then now you have everything yeah. is related to low T. Now if then I feel like all of a sudden my dick would just stop working. It'd be like, oh, God damn, it must be that low T. And then what? <laughs> okay, now I get on TRT, I get on some sort of horm- hormone replacement. And then, yeah, where does it stop? Yeah, it, well, it doesn't at that point. Right, you can't. You, you're you, you're riding this out until the day you go. You have to. You have to. So fair enough. No, no. I hope it, this is all satire, and this is, <laughs> yeah. there's no problem. The problem is just lack of sleep, lack of routine, lack of sufficient diet because of routine, yada yada yada, and not because I'm slowly turning into a woman. There's that. There's that. 
So before we get into like the serious bag of opening mm-hmm. up things. Opening up things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I want to talk about what you shared with me earlier mm-hmm. today. So you were listening to a podcast, yeah. Spicy Life. Is that the name of the yes, podcast? Yes, I believe so. I believe okay. so. Okay. And in this particular, is this a more, is this a more recent episode? Or yeah, is this I, a, I feel like it's her last the, episode. Okay, so this is the most recent mm-hmm. one. It was featuring two people, Ron G and Bree Jenkins. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Look if at I'm, you. If I'm yeah, recalling. I, I, I completely forgot. So okay. you're probably right. <laughs> there it is. And they were having a bunch of different conversations mm-hmm. And one of the things that you brought to my attention was a conversation that they were having about dating. Yes. And the importance of creating this space where you're being honest with your potential partner. Correct. This is before exclusivity. This is before exclusivity. Uh But doing this will set the tone for making sure that you have a relationship not only built on integrity, but then maintaining integrity throughout because you didn't sully it with um uh white lies omission, or omission yeah, mm-hmm, from the beginning like exactly. even before you were exclusive so that was one person's take on right. it and then another person disagreed right yes right so in their particular scenario which i did not get to this part of the uh-huh, podcast uh-huh. i started listening to the yeah. top of the podcast and i i stopped before i Heard what they had to say, right? Primarily because I want to have this conversation with you without <clears throat> having any of their opinions change uh-huh. the way I come at I get you it. with yeah. this. So anyone out there that does decide to listen to their podcast, Spicy Life, this more recent episode, if I do say something that is similar to someone that's on the panel, it's your, it's, it's not yeah. me parroting what yeah. they said because I I stopped listening before. You heard it. I got to that part. But Mm -hmm. up until that point, it was a pretty interesting podcast. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So this particular scenario that they painted was you're dating someone. You're in a dating phase with this particular person. And you are in a position where you are dating other people. Mm -hmm. This person is asking for your time by way of reaching out to you by text message or phone call. Uh Uh-huh. You do not answer this text message or phone call because you are currently out with someone else. On another date. Another date with Mm -hmm. someone else. Is it appropriate to let that individual know that your time was being occupied by someone else Mm -hmm. that you're dating? Mm -hmm. Or do you walk around it as if, hey, that's currently none of their business. I don't owe that to this person. Mm -hmm. I can either a not say anything. Was that on the table, or 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 was it or was it more so creating a white lie in order to? They went with that part. Okay, so yeah. so it was two extremes. Yes, either I'm completely open and let this person know what's Correct. happening, or I hit them with a white Something, lie to make yeah. them feel better. Like, hey, I was actually out to dinner with my mom. Right. Like that's what I was right. doing. Mm-hmm. So. We're kind of asking the people, mm-hmm. what do they think? But we're going to talk about it together. Mm-hmm. First, I want to know what you think. What What are your thoughts on it? I don't think that it's appropriate to give all of the truth to an individual that you're not exclusive with. 
So I don't think it's necessary to say, hey, I wasn't available because I was on a date with another human being. Mm -hmm. And I also don't think that if you don't do that, then Mm -hmm. it means that you're starting that potential relationship with that person based on lies. Right. I don't agree with that. Which from what you were telling me was an argument that one person was making. She was saying that it's the host of the show that was her take on it. Okay. That she thinks that if you're going to, that you're setting the tone from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So potentially if you start lying now, you could, it could just be all built on lies. And if Mm -hmm. that person can't handle the truth, Mm -hmm. then that's telling of, then that's not the person for you. Correct. That was her thing. I I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. The other woman on there was saying something that I agreed with more. She was saying that you're not exclusive yet. You don't owe anything to that individual. And potentially when you're too honest, Mm -hmm. when it's not called for, you could maybe even ruin what could have been possible with that other individual. And that it's not really, while you're just, you're potentially stopping feelings from being hurt. It's not so much about the lying. Right. So jealousy. Right. Gotcha. I I'm, I side more with that. Did he have a take on it? You don't have to he say it right now. He agreed with. Okay, never mind. You're going in. <laughs> yeah. What did you just say he agreed with? So b- yeah. b- before, you give me, uh-huh. before you give me his take, I I I want to spit out my take because yeah. we're seeing two separate sides here and now we're seeing your your thoughts on it. Yeah. So did you have anything else that you wanted to add to No, I don't think so. To yours? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. I so, liked what you had to say as well. So, so somewhere in the middle. I I kind of like the 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 Goldilocks, uh-huh. the baby bear of Right. the two. So one both of them are kind of extreme, right? Either you're completely open or you're just giving a little white lie to just make someone feel good. I think that there is a space in the middle that would be more appropriate for a situation like this. And and I and I say that only because I've been in a situation like this where I was on the dating apps dating multiple people and anytime it was asked of me if I was dating other people I always responded with the truth. Yes, I am seeing other people. If I, I was seeing other I want to add that everyone agreed that you should, if when you're dating, mm-hmm. you should always assume that the other person is dating other people. That okay. was something everybody agreed on. Even if that person says they're not, or you did, like you always have to assume until you're exclusive with someone, mm-hmm. they're seeing other people. So always base it. Start there. I think that's important. Yeah. The, the problem is, is that when you expect people to assume things, you do, you, you, you create the space to where that person might decide to, to take the naive approach and think that, no, they're the only one that, that you're talking to. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, what yes. Yes. I think that everyone should assume that if mm-hmm. we are on this platform, if mm-hmm. we are on a dating app and the idea of the dating app is to get dates in yeah. order to find a match, it becomes a numbers game because mm-hmm. I already know that out of the 100 people that I match with, I'm probably going to see 10 of them in person and nine of them are not going to be worth my time. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be this one person. So at, at any given moment, I'm going to be dating multiple people at a time. Right. Right. Not because I'm necessarily trying to be a serial dater, but because I already know that. I what have it to, looks like. In order to weed things out, yeah. this is just a part of the process. Mm-hmm. 
I do think that there are people out there that would take more of the naive approach and think that even though they're on a dating app and they understand on their end it's about a numbers game, the person that they're talking to isn't doing the same thing. Well, and that's, Beca- that's because, the wrong... because, and, and yeah. I say that because I've been in a situation before mm-hmm. where uh, it, it came about because I was having just the, the top generic conversation with someone. Hey, you know, how are you doing? Where, you know, where are you from? Where were you born? You know, what do you do for a living? Yada, yada, yada. And then I forgot that I already asked that person that, and mm-hmm. I asked them something else. I asked them a question again. It wasn't as basic as that, but it was, I guess basic enough where I, I guess I should have remembered, but I was, but then they got upset with me. They're like, Oh, well, you must be talking to other people. Cause you can't remember what we've talked about. And I said, yeah, you're right. Like you've been on a date with this person. No, no. That's crazy. But I was like, I was like, yeah, you're right. I, I am talking to a Isn't lot of different point? other people. <laughs> so my apologies for not remembering exactly what you told me. Yeah. You know, is that, is that going to be, a, a problem moving forward and for that particular person it was a problem moving forward interesting and you hadn't even met in person no we haven't met yeah, in person so you probably dodged a bullet there well I certainly dodged a bullet <laughs> because now you're you're <laughs> holding me against the fire for something is ba- like we didn't even get to the out of the app stage that's crazy but and there was already exclusivity expected 100 <laughs> percent at least in in this you know or 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 i should have respected her enough to remember what was said and what wasn't said that's a bit much and whatever i I don't have time for that but yes i do think everyone should assume because that is the obvious especially if we met by way of a dating app Mm -hmm. now if we met by way of um let's say let's say we had a mutual friend Mm-hmm. And that mutual friend came to me and said, hey, you know, I, I got a girlfriend of mine. You know, she she's, you know, not really on a date, you know, in the dating scene or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. But I think you all would be a perfect match. You might meet up. I still will assume that you have options and that you might be entertaining the possibility of being with someone else. But the, the idea of you being a serial Dater, I, I guess, is it? Uh, I, well, serial dater is usually used as like a, a, a pejorative. Or you could just say, or, or just dating other people. Dating other people. Yeah. Multiple people, mm-hmm. right? Um, If we met off of, off of the dating app, then I might feel in my head that you might be more focused in on. What, who you're dating and who you're with. And I also think that when people match someone or other people together, mm-hmm. typically it's because mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm right. saying? You, go, person, you know what I'm right. going. Your yeah. friend, your friend that knows me know that I'm not out. Exactly. Bullshitting. Because, because and at vice the end of versa. The day, right. Because right. at the end of the day, it, it's going to be on them. Correct. Right? Because right. if, if she sets me up with someone that's out and about doing things mm-hmm. or might have someone that, she's interested in then, she would, then, she then, you're, have, then you're setting me right, up for her, and she doesn't want to deal correct. with that smoke because she's a middleman exactly right. so uh, yes yes you said you said it best right if 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 a mutual party hooks us up i'm under the impression that she already did her homework mm-hmm. she understands that she because she if she's talking to me at work right then she knows that i'm not dating anyone and mm-hmm. you're her homegirl so she knows yeah. that you're not dating anyone because you're not talking about anybody and now she links us up exactly and then, boom but even with that, 
I still wouldn't be expecting exclusivity. I agree. Off the rip. I think that yeah. that is something that is earned and, and spoken and, and about. And when we're there, it's, yeah, it's spoken for about. for sure. Established. So going back to the conversation that they mm-hmm. had, if I was in that situation where I'm out on a date and then my phone goes ring, 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 and I don't answer. Mm-hmm. The next day, you know, assuming that this is a, a night thing, we went out to dinner, yada, yeah. yada, yada. I am going to respect this person. I'm not going to hit them up at 11 o'clock at night after I'm done doing what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. To me, that is, yeah. that's that's a bit that's disrespectful. Important. And it's like, it's real immature. And it's almost yeah. like um, like the the booty call kind of treatment. Totally, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. D- depending on where we are and it but it feels like to the other person like i'm done doing whatever i was doing now i have now time I have for, you. Time for right. you whatever That's i was doing before gross. didn't work out yeah i feel like and, but, 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 unless unless that was the arrangement but that would be a completely different thing so we'll we'll, we'll table that idea because mm-hmm. i i think that there is something that can be added to that scenario there okay. right but in my scenario if this happened to me and and I was too busy to answer this person. When I call them the next day, I may apologize. I'd be like, hey, you know, I I, I miss. I, well, I'm not gonna say sorry. I'm not gonna say sorry. I missed your phone call. Hey, I missed your phone call last night. You know how how's your weekend going? And then try to carry on a conversation. But I'm not gonna be apologetic to me missing yeah, the phone I, call. I don't think that's because necessary. I don't think that's necessary. And I and I don't want to set up this like this sorry kind of thing. Because right. then that kind of asserts uh uh like you uh, owe somebody something. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That that kind of gives you the authority to have yeah. the entitlement because I'm now apologizing I agree. to you. Hey, I missed your phone call last night. And how, I don't think most people would how's your weekend? How, how's your morning yeah. going? And then just keep on going. And if that person decided to ask me what was I doing last night? Just like casual. I, obviously, if you're grilling me, done. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what were you doing last night? If Yikes. it came off like that, done deal. <laughs> yeah. Done deal. Because now you, you've taken it to a level that mm-hmm. it doesn't need to go. But if throughout the conversation, you know, she was talking about her night last night and, you mm-hmm. know, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so what did That's you- That's expected for you to share. Right. Yeah. And, and she's like, so what did you end up doing last night? Mm-hmm. Then I would just say something casual like, oh, I just went out to dinner with a friend. Went out to dinner with, you know, an, an acquaintance. Boom. Keep it simple. I, I, I wouldn't do this thing where I'm now lying and saying, oh, I went out with my mother. I'm not going to bring my mother into this. Mm-hmm. Just saying, oh, I w- went out to dinner. dinner you know, with, I think what you're whatever. saying is one and the same. I'm not lying. And, and I but know, and I know, and I know. You're, but you're not saying that. I Okay. But it's also dinner. I don't like so, that. <laughs> okay. So I know some people would say that omitting the truth is the same as Sometimes lying. Sometimes it is. I do not think in this particular case it is. And I say that because me dating someone else isn't me doing something wrong. Correct. So you should be able to say exclusive. it or not. Well, if that's what you choose to do yeah. and you want to do right. that, I'm not a Opposed to that, I just don't think that that is necessary. And so, right. because me dating isn't doing anything wrong, I don't think it is necessarily omitting any information because I'm not doing anything wrong mm-hmm. by saying 
I went out to dinner with an acquaintance or I went out to dinner with a friend. Okay, but because I did go out to dinner with a friend or an acquaintance. You were on a you went on a date. But okay, so but what would what would be wrong with saying, you know what? Yeah, I I happened to be on another date last night. What what would be wrong with saying that if you don't owe anybody anything? So why wouldn't you just go there? So I don't think there would be anything wrong with it. I just don't think that it's necessary. And and I just come from the space, and maybe this is me, and maybe I'm I'm completely wrong, but I just come from the space where if if it's unnecessary to give up information, then you don't need to give up unnecessary information. Mm-hmm. Now, if she asked, well, was this a date? Then I'm going to be honest to say, yes, it was it was a dinner date. But but it but if it's getting to that point, then now you're asking for it. And maybe you're asking for it for clarity because you want to know, is this an exclusive thing? And then at that point I had, you know, how you know, are you how, how do you feel about that? Depending, right. on, depending on where we are. Yeah. When this conversation was very much about like super early stages, couple early dates stages. in. Couple okay. dates in. Like not even it's just a couple of dates in, but you're vibing. Mm-hmm. Not even like you're getting to the point where there's feelings and you're considering exclusivity. This was like super new, super new. I'm I'm standing 10 toes yeah. down and I'm saying, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying I was out to dinner with an acquaintance. Yeah. I was out to dinner with a friend. And, and yes, it was a date, but it's also dinner. And I, I believe that the only time omitting information is the same as lying is if you are doing something wrong. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that. And you owe same the truth rule, to that person. And you owe the truth Correct. to that person. I yeah, do yeah. not think that that same rule applies when you don't owe anything to that person. Mm-hmm. Now, if that person asks you if you were on a date, mm-hmm. I do think that it is important to tell them the truth. Do you think that's appropriate for someone to ask that question? Um, like, how would you feel about that? Well, I would, I would get curious and I would ask them back, how, how do you feel about that? And the only reason why I would ask them is because I would want to know what their expectations are. Mm-hmm. And I think that that'd be the perfect opportunity to, to set up a space to figure out what their expectations are. Mm-hmm. Because e- even if it is early on and we went on, you know, two or three dates and mm-hmm. things like that, maybe sometimes people are more serious than other people. Because two or three dates, depending on who you are, that can look like a lot of work. If you're two or three dates in and you're 20 and you don't have children and you don't have any responsibilities, then that could be as easy as you just putting on makeup and leaving the house. Yeah. But if two or three dates in in your 30s, that looks like you had to get a sitter, Mm -hmm. you had to make plans or, you know, you're you're, you're, you're doing this this person because they're worth all that effort. Exactly. Or you're doing it on a day where, you know, maybe the the baby daddy has the, you you see what I'm saying? So. Your your it's your a windows a lot smaller. So, effort. so two or three dates could mean, hey, I I'm ready to be serious, and and I don't want to be in a space where I feel like I'm Wasting sharing my your time. time and attention yep. with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do I think that it's appropriate? I mean, I I think that that is an appropriate question only if it actually carries weight for you. If you're just being nosy, and then and and it it's revealed that you asking that question is nothing more than just you just just wanting to be all, all up in my business <laughs> and that you're actually not looking for exclusivity with me or anything yeah. like that 
then at that point, I I think that that was I also feel like question. that question would only be asked by a person who's not dating other people. Or, or or someone that is dating someone else, but they want to have their cake and eat it too. But more than likely, it is coming from someone that, that isn't dating other Cause people. Because they would want you to be doing the same thing. To be thing. on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that would be the perfect opportunity to to have a conversation about what's going on. Yeah. But I do not think it's appropriate to lie to them, right? And say no just to save their feelings. And I uh, I understand where that person is coming from, the the Bree Jenkins. She didn't say don't say to say no. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. part, but yeah. where, where I was getting at was I understand where she was coming from when she was saying that you don't want to potentially ruin a good thing. Because right. at the when end of the day, space. because at yeah. the end of the day, you are dealing with people. We're so, human. so, so it right. is a roll of the dice Correct. because it can go south. Yeah, it can. And, and I can see a world where someone is, is actually feeling you mm-hmm. and then they find out that you're dating somebody else. Now they feel like that they're feeling you more than you're feeling mm-hmm. them. And that's not a good position to be in for most right. people. Most people don't like to be in that position. Yeah. And unless you have the the maturity mm-hmm. to get through that and talk about it and express what you need from that from that other person and see if they can meet you there, then you're going to be operating in a zone where you might miss out on a good opportunity or not. Because to to kind of validate what the, the host, the host was, saying. was saying mm-hmm. was. If this person can't handle that, correct, and by handle that, I don't think necessarily means, um, uh, can you take it on the chin and keep it moving, and or or it shouldn't matter to you because it's not your business, or hey, this person's being honest with me, so mm-hmm. you know whatever. But handling it, handling it can also mean, and I don't, I don't know if those were her exact words, but handling it can also mean, what do you do in this situation? Do you react? in a positive manner where now you use this as the window of opportunity to express mm-hmm. what you want mm-hmm. from this right? and then move forward, then you might be doing yourself a favor by uh, telling the person the truth. And if they handle it poorly, then you know that that's how other conflicts or other maybe, things maybe not. Yeah. might be handled. You know, did, did I jumble that up? No, 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 no. It made sense. Okay. All right. Um, I think it's a lot of pressure uh-huh. to do that to people very early on. Uh-huh. It could go either way. And, but I don't think it's a definitive thing of how things could look in the future necessarily, which is why I think the other woman was saying, like, all of that energy needs to be tabled for when you're exclusive. All that heavy stuff and ex- expectations and mm-hmm. seeing how people navigate conflict. It's just, that's way too much pressure. In the beginning. For a few, <laughs> a couple dates in. I agree with that more, yeah. to be honest with you. I do. Yeah. But, but I understand the other side of it. Because mm-hmm. you could be weeding things out, but maybe not. It, I think it, it, that could maybe just be too deep. Or as a general rule. Yeah. You know, that's how I feel about it. No, I get it. Like you and I 
-hmm. I wasn't dating other people just because I wasn't a dater. Mm -hmm. I assumed you were dating other people. We never even had that discussion and it was just not necessary. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I assumed you were dating other people. Mm -hmm. That's that's how I, that's how I looked at it, even though I wasn't. Right. And to this day, I don't I don't think it it's necessary for me to know yes or no or we weren't exclusive. You know what I mean? The first time around where we met, mm-hmm. I was dating other yeah. people, but the second time around, I wasn't because of how we linked back up. Okay, that wouldn't have been appropriate at that time. For me. Okay, I see, I see, I see, I see. Because when we first met, we met on right, off of, right off the dating app. Right. And we exchanged numbers. Yes. And we met very very shortly after. Mm-hmm. And then we had a long break. Like a week later, yeah. We we had a date like a week after speaking. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, we didn't see each other for months. Nine months. Damn, damn near a year, right? hmm And then I linked back or I reached back out mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. through your DM. <laughs> asking can we try this again Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think at that point because now i'm asking you can we try this again and i i want to say i even asked you like if you're not dating anyone else yeah because you were like like i was you didn't want to text me because you weren't you know you didn't want to be awkward right 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 i didn't right exactly and if i try to be a gentleman about it you did and you and you were like listen if you're not seeing anybody i would love to take you out on another date right it was very appropriate so because i approached you that way i felt that it would have been inappropriate to then be out i see what you're saying at that time yeah now because i wasn't looking for it and we weren't in this dating scene and i see what you're saying now do i think i would have been wrong for doing it because we weren't exclusively dating i don't think i would have been wrong but i think that that i think it's important that when you're out there dating and you have opportunities to practice how you want to play. I think it's important to take those opportunities to practice how you want to play. Okay. And what I mean by that is, is that if you if you find yourself in a position where you can actually date someone without the the numbers game being a factor, mm-hmm. because that numbers game being a factor can really can really hurt you in a way. Because you might not, not even if you don't realize it, but you might always be looking for the next hit, especially if this date was better than the previous date. And this date was better than the <laughs> yeah, previous yeah, date. Like yeah. if you're, if you're getting lucky like that, uh-huh. then you might walk in this with the mindset of, well, this date was good. And every date's been getting better and better. Like what's, what's, <laughs> what what's else my is next out there? Yeah. <laughs> and you could be missing out on something nice if mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to go about it where you could create a pseudo exclusive kind of situation energy based yeah. on mm-hmm. energy based on how it took place right because if we if we matched again on the app then i think that it would have been fair game for me to assume that you were dating other people because i'm on that but i but i <laughs> yeah. i asked the question mm-hmm. and then that's kind of how it was but even then even with that we still Ended up having months later a conversation about exclusive dating. Mm-hmm. So I don't if if I dated anyone else during that time frame, I re- I really don't remember. I I really don't think I did. But I, I had so many meaningless dates that I've forgotten more dates than I've than I can, <laughs> remembered. Than I can remember, if that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. But I don't. I really don't think so. Not in that time. And and an, another reason why I think I made that decision was. 
I knew what your time meant. Yeah. And I knew what that looked like because you had so much going on with your children and work right. and Because we had talked about and, that before. And and then yeah. how your personal time usually is with your children because right. of that. So having to or just getting the opportunity to get that window. Um, yeah, I, I knew what that meant. It was like, I, well, I'm not going to waste time kind of thing. Oh, babe. Right. You're so cute. There was, there was something else that I was going to say about that, that thing that I said I was going to table and we were going to get back to, and I completely forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> Fuck, I had it like right here too until yeah. you just said it and then I, it went away. Because I got too far away from it. <laughs> I got too far away from it, but it was about the, it was about the dating thing and you, yeah. we had just talked about. Oh, booty um, calls and calling people after a date around certain times and that booty call energy. Uh-huh. I don't know where you were going though, but I do remember booty that. Call energy. Cause you were like, oh, I don't think it's appropriate to call somebody at 11 o'clock at night after you've been on a date. And I said, yeah, that's like, and you're like, that's like booty call territory. Oh, that's what, that's what I was going to say. Okay. That's what I was going to say. I would do that only if. I seriously was doing something that did not have to do with dating someone else. If I really, watch this, if I really did, maybe I said that wrong. If I really did go out and have dinner with my mom and then spent the evening with my son. Okay. If I was really doing something that was other than dating type activity. Okay. Then I would reach out to that person. It, depending on where we were. Okay. Right. And depending on how the vibes were. Like if, if this was a person that was okay with that and we were kind of there mm-hmm. and, I, and I would want to say two or three dates in, you might be okay with reaching out to them. It was like, Hey, you know, you know, whatever. Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I just saw I had a missed call from you. I just want to let you know that, you know, I, I'm acknowledging that I saw this. Okay. And I see. I see. I thought I'm, you I'm meant available like, to talk. Okay. Okay. Okay, not ready. booty call, not yeah. a booty call. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. I was like, what? I'm saying during those hours. <laughs> got it. Got because it. now I'm not, I know for a fact, I'm not treating you like the second option of that day. Yeah. Because I wasn't out dating someone else and then it, it didn't go well. Do you or think that and at now, that point it would be appropriate to say what you were doing? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's right, what I'm saying. Right, right. Just and so at that, that point, person... because of that time frame. Got it. Okay. Because, and, and because it took hours for me to respond, mm-hmm. I would give up unnecessary information only because I don't want you to think right off the bat right. that you were the second option Got of it. the night. And I think that that is owed to you if if you choose to. In that situation. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with that. I agree. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because, it, because it, it can get weird, especially when you know how the numbers games work. Mm-hmm. And then now it's a Friday night. And I, I hit yeah. you up, I hit you up at six o'clock uh-huh. and you don't respond until 10 30, 11 o'clock. Right. It's you kind know, of and, and then especially if there hasn't always been a four hour window Correct. between mm-hmm. you know text exchanges. Yeah. I think at that point, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, yeah, I was I was just saw a great movie with my with my mom, da 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 da. Yeah. I recommend it. Like, and that's that's how I would say it. I wouldn't be like, hey, I'm sorry, I missed your call. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, 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 I wouldn't do it in a way where it's a pity. Kind of thing, mm-hmm. or like I'm trying to defend myself. It will be done yeah. in a way where it's mad casual, yeah. And it's you know, and that way you can kind of get that. Huh, uh, oh, right. he was with. Oh, that was cute. He went bowling with his his son. Yeah, and he. No, I like you know, that. Mm-hmm. His son bowled a strike, his first strike. So then they went off Friday's cream. Cool, boom. 
Yeah, I like that. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> glad you remember. All right, so we're forty five minutes in. Already? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We 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 <laughs> Okay. So I would say, should we just stay on this and then we're, but no, 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 I, I won't do that. I won't do that. Well, I think we kind of like, that's all Set there the was to say. With that? Don't you think? Sure. <laughs> it's done deal. What do you people think? What do you, do you think yeah, it is necessary to give up information? Appropriate, called for, warranted. Yeah. What, right. what side are you on? Or is there a middle ground oh, like you were saying? What side was he on? You said he agreed, he agreed with, with um, not the host, the other woman. Okay, he was like okay, he was okay, he was okay with, with like, listen, lie. you need to just like, this is not appropriate to give up a whole bunch of energy or a whole bunch of information. Okay, so that early on. Okay, so now he didn't. Now, now but you don't white light. Just or, yeah. or, he, or he didn't go. Into, it was very general detail. what he just, said, but it, you could tell he was more in agreement with the other woman, not the host. He he sounds like the type of guy that wouldn't be giving up all the information Correct. on the planet. So I'm, I'm, he would he's probably, a man. He would probably play yeah, it the way like, I play it. Yeah, just keep it real, right. Real casual, real casual. And it or and then try to avoid it, right? Because if if I don't want to talk about last night, I'm not going to ask you about your night Correct. last night. Because right. I'm not going to set it up for you to <laughs> right. turn around and ask me. Yeah. I'm talking about today. Hey, how's your morning going? Right. What do you What are your plans what tonight? Are your plan for the day? And, then, right. and then I'm going to try to yeah. keep you on today. I don't want you to talk about right. your night last night. Yeah. Because I don't want you to ask me about mine. That would be that would be my first go mm-hmm. is to try to keep that conversation where I wanted to go. Yeah. That's where and he And that's was away at. from that. Right. That, that, that. So last episode we talked briefly about um traumas that uh it just got real heavy. What? <laughs> like trauma. Trauma. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. <laughs> so how do I want to word this? Um, traumas that were. Personal trauma. Like, yeah. Right. Not yes. just because, I mean, trauma is pretty general. That occurred primarily during childhood. Right. And what we were, what we were focusing on was things that your parents may or may not have done. Yeah. That has changed your way of interacting with the world mm-hmm. and in turn of, it could have affa- affected relationships for you 100 yeah 100 yeah so i'm going to share one of the things that i recently uh, and by recently i mean within the past few years to like two or three years mm-hmm. did some reflecting on to kind of get a better understanding on you know certain events that have been taking place in my life and and how I view certain events and even uh, like knee jerk reactions mm. that are consistent with how I interact with damn near everything. Yeah. You know, or, or even how my lifestyle is mm-hmm. as far as how I work, how I communicate, how I just f- function in society as a whole. And. And your relationships too? or Relationships. Okay. Rela- relationships too. Okay. And so as I hit the rewind button to figure out, okay, where did it start? Where did it start? Where did it start? Where did it come from? One of the things that that I was able to pinpoint this to, and I I don't know exactly if this is the exact thing that did it, but this is the the big event that I can Mm -hmm. think of that really ignited this fire was when I was, 
what was I, 16 or 17, maybe 17, 17. I was going into my junior year of high school. Okay. My parents moved me from, and with them, moved me from the school that I spent all of my childhood in for the most part. The school so you have district. grown up with these people. I grow, I, you're right, right. So I grew up in Shaker Heights, Ohio, and I went to school with these people from kindergarten all the way until well, I finished the 10th grade and I finished the summer there for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then starting the 11th grade year and my senior year, I spent in Broadview Heights, Ohio. My parents decided to make a move. It was an upgrade. So they were, we were moving into a, a bigger, better home. Um, I would imagine that there was incentives and things like that and taxes, you know, not, not that I'm older. I'm sure there was just more than just a bigger, better house. It yeah, was just adulting decisions. Adulting decisions. <laughs> yeah. And from what I understand, a part of the thing that made them want to make that decision was they was they they were seeing that I was doing things in my life that could have taken me down a path that they didn't want to see me go down. Do you agree with that now as an adult? That part? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they they thought it was in my best interest to get me out so you of, would agree right get me out of shaker and and shaker w- w- is a lot like like florida how it's designed where it's the suburb that sits in the middle of like central florida yeah central florida okay. like it's a suburb that sits in the middle of cleveland so what's separating you from cleveland which where I live in, in anyone that's that's in the Shaker Cleveland area, and you, you, I don't I don't think I've ever taken you. I mean, I've, I've taken you around Cleveland, so you've mm-hmm, seen it. Mm-hmm. Where you have this nice little area that's like this nice villagey looking suburb, and all the homes are nice, yada yada yada. But then right on the other side of the train tracks, right there, yeah. is Kinsman which at the time was a little bit rougher mm-hmm. area and you know it, yeah it was like a crossing of a street and it was a different right you're not yeah. you're not far from uh-huh. where things are just completely different yeah and i liked spending time yeah, over who there wouldn't? it's more fun right that was just that was enticing <laughs> to me yeah. because all of my friends that uh-huh. i developed bonds with they all lived on that side of town. Mm-hmm. So even though I didn't necessarily live there, I wasn't far from it. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was right there. It was yeah. very, very you know, easy to get to. And then they had cousins and family. And then of course I had family and cousins that lived yeah. in, in that part of town. So I was spending more time in areas that I shouldn't have been doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. And so all in all, I, I, as an adult and I look back, I know that my parents made, uh, the best decision that they thought for me and probably for them too, as far yeah. as, you know, again, they were, they, I'm sure they made a move that made sense for them as mm-hmm. well. But, um, as they shared it with me later on, they expressed to me that a part of the reason why that move took place was because concern of for you. a concern for me. Mm-hmm. Correct. But, but with that came with consequences. And one of the consequences that came with that was during that, that time when when I moved, anyone that went through high school that you know even if you could have been anything popular, 
lame, middle of the way, you nerd, whatever it may be, you know, in a perfect world, you, regardless of what your role was in high school, mm -hmm. you still developed who you were and you developed a clique of people that you bonded with. Right. Right. And at that time, I felt that I was at the point in high school and just in general, just my school life in general, where I was finding myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had some money. Mm -hmm. I, I had a car. I was looking better. You know, right. I was getting better with, with women, not just or girls, but not well, and women, too. But I mean, let's be real. But not just at my school, but surrounding schools. Yeah. I was, you know, shaking and moving, doing things. Mm -hmm. I had friends that were like brothers. And when that move happened, I really felt like everything was just stripped away from me. Yeah. So all those connections and that I had. at an age where all that matters, matters are your peers. So much. That's your whole life. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. As a teenager, your friends mm -hmm. and those, your your people around you is the only fucking thing that matters. Mm -hmm. yeah. So here I am not only going from one environment to a whole different extreme mm -hmm. where I'm going to a school before that was, I, I, I don't know the census on Shaker, but I, 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 it felt like it was predominantly black. If it wasn't predominantly black, it was a pretty even split. Okay. Um, a lot, a lot of, a lot of Jewish kids, a lot of black. You know, maybe some Asians, some Indians splashed in there, but it was a very diverse school, right? It, 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 it was, it was set up in a way where. Whatever you were, if you were a gamer, if you were a jock, if you were you. a dope boy, if you were a music head, if you were, you know, a yo-yo guy, a skateboarder, there was a, a, always something for you. And then there were always people that looked like mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. right? And then I get sent over to a school where the percentage of black people is 1%. And now not only do... Not only am I battling with just everything was just my identity was stripped from me and my peer group and things like that. And I'm watching people that I once called brothers now become friends and then to become acquaintances mm -hmm. and then become people that I don't speak to anymore. Yeah. I'm also dealing with being an outcast. You know, I'm a stain on the school because I'm, you know, now this one percent, this one percent. Yeah. So some people saw me as like a token black guy where, you know, I'm cool and I'm interesting. And then other people see me as a nigger and, you know, being called a nigger and, and, and having yeah. to, to deal with that and, and what that looked like in Ohio. And at that time, getting into fights, getting into trouble. A feeling like I'm not being heard or or I'm black before I'm anything else. And, mm -hmm. I, and I guess just kind of getting a, a rude awakening to what America looks like yeah. as opposed to this, this, this suburb where it felt a little bit more inclusive. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and this is me looking back. I right. don't, you know, may, maybe my experience was, was different because in, in Shaker, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't consider myself, I wasn't popular. I wasn't a lame. I was, I, I uh, like how I am today. I was everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like I can kind of like just be a chameleon. I can hang out with the, 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 the white boys. 
I can hang out with the Doughboys. I can hang out with and the Jocks. And then you grew I can, up with all these people. And I grew so up with all these people. Even when so you I venture out them. into cliques, you still remember when we were all in elementary we all school kindergarten, playing kindergarten. together. Like, I know right, right, right. Exactly. I know, right, I know right. all of you. Right. right? Even yeah. if we're not tight. Like, I get I, it. I know yeah, you. Yeah, that was my experience. I, know so I understand. Yeah. So, um, I, f- I felt that when I was there, I was known because everyone knows me. Right. But I wasn't like, you know, re- you know, revered and, you know, put in the sky as like this, this cool kid. But but I was able to blend in that, and I played my role in the school. Mm-hmm. Right. I always had girlfriends. You know, sometimes I had, you know, the girl that a lot of people were trying to go after. Um I, you know, I had a car. Yeah, just just access. So, so it was like I had a good time. Like I had a great high school experience. Yeah. Right. But I'm not one of those guys that like that was my peak and and I felt <laughs> <laughs> certainly not that. But I had a great high school experience. I am yeah. not one of those people that look back and be like, oh, high school. I dread that. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I had a good time. Yeah. School. Um, but it but it created the space where I lost connection with a lot of those people. And I, I'm not exactly sure why I, I think that I played a big part in it because one of the things that I then did was instead of me trying to hang on to something that um, that wasn't mine anymore, I I didn't like the idea of being a guest in a place that was once my home. Got it. So my reaction I mean, to that essentially, was- essentially you had a car- so it's not like you couldn't go see people or hang 100%. out or go party with people on the weekends like your old friends. And I friend, did. You know and I did I mean? occasionally. Yeah. But I felt like a guest. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was in the mix anymore. But that was probably a you thing. Well, yeah, it probably yeah. was a me thing. Yeah. And and I guess my all or nothing personality kind of kicked in and, and I just kind of slowly started You were always turning. like that at that point? Or what? all or nothing? All or, or nothing? you think it came from there? Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I, I'm sure people would have called me an extreme person, <laughs> you know, like an all or nothing type. But I but I, I definitely feel like that this event really shot it to a whole different level. Mm-hmm. Because now it instilled in me that all relationships are nothing but just short term things. Right? It can be taken away. And can be taken away from you any at any moment. And I know that at some point, the people that I, that I went to high school with, especially now, maybe not so much then, but I certainly know now that, yes, any any of the people that I was friends with in high school, you know, we all eventually are going to mm-hmm. spread out. But I think when that happens, it's like it's more of a natural process because you're graduating together. I didn't get to graduate with these people. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to graduate with people that I love and people right. that, again, I call brothers. And even if I wasn't cool with people, like, you know, tight with people. I I still started with these people and mm-hmm. I would have loved to be able to finish with these people. So even something as simple as a graduation, I I never got to enjoy that I because I wasn't doing it with my people. I was doing mm-hmm. it with people that didn't like me. Yeah. And then And a place you didn't want to be. <laughs> and, and then yeah. trying to celebrate with people and maybe this is just how I felt and maybe not how they would have felt, but if I tried to celebrate that with the people that I actually wanted to be with, I almost felt like I didn't deserve that anymore because mm-hmm. I'm no longer with that clan. I'm no longer with those group of people. So I, I I'm don't, sure that was more of a you thing. Probably more of a me thing. Yeah. But but I felt that I was forgotten about. And again, 
Maybe I was forgotten about, maybe I wasn't forgotten about, but I certainly felt like I was forgotten about, that I didn't matter. And that that is how relationships now work for me. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Where, you know, it, regardless of how much time you spend with someone or, you know, how much you, you, you know, you love these people and, and want to be around them, you could be forgotten about like that. And that then led to, you know, me recreating who I was, not necessarily as an individual, but who I identified with and who I hung out with, right? And now fast forward a little bit, I'm, I'm in my, you know, I'm 20 years old. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I have a group of people that I'm hanging out with. I was heavy in the motorcycle, so you know, riding around with different little stunt bike crews and uh, going to different fat parties because I didn't go to college. Um, but I would always kick it at different frat parties, you know, riding around on motorcycles and mm -hmm. doing this thing. And um, I decided to join the military. But that decision was easier for me to do knowing that I was going to essentially be leaving everyone that I have now built this bond with. But you it, was, it wasn't a hard thing to do because I already yeah. did that before. Mm -hmm. I've already yeah. left a group of people that I cared about. I can leave these people. It, yeah. what, what is it to me? And so it, it was just, uh, I, it was I had easy no, for you to do. Easy for me to do. And I had no reason. It wasn't like I joined the military because, um, you know, I was struggling and, you know, yada, 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 or I was in or trouble. Or your parents were like, listen, you need to figure like, this shit out. out. Yeah. No, I, I, I was fine. I mean, I, I did have a reason for joining at the time. It was because my brother was joining. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. You know, I, I want to get out of Ohio. You know, I'll, I'll join because he's joining. And I did it like on the fly. It was, I put in two weeks notice at Allstate. That's where I was working at the time. I put in two weeks notice and I was out in 12 days. Cash my 401k out like an idiot and I bounced. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but that was the easy thing mm -hmm. to do because I had already done it before. So yeah. now here we are a second time in my life where I'm now abandoning relationships in order to basically just become a completely different human yeah, being. Yeah, start over. Because you become a completely different human being right. when you go through boot camp and now you're assigned to a base and you're building whole new bonds, whole new connections. And you don't know where life is going to take you either. And you don't yeah. know because you're just one paperwork away from going God from knows here what. to yeah. there. Right. So when that happened, I was still kind of crushed because there were two people that I, well, one, one person I still speak to to this day. He's okay. a very good friend of mine. I love this guy. Is this from the military? Or no, no, no. To? No, this, this is prior to the military. Okay. So this is back when I was working Best Buy Allstate. We rode motorcycles together. But you met him really, after high school? After high school. Okay, okay. Correct. Right. Correct. So he he was a friend from work. Got it. Well, well, oddly enough, we worked together. We weren't even friends from work. We met each other through riding motorcycles. But you worked together? But we worked That's together. Funny. And then it was like, oh yeah, we were actually working together. And it was like, but we, you know, but yeah. it just That's not how never you connected. Like that yeah. way. No, no, no. We, we connected through riding motorcycles. But um, uh, to this day, I, I still speak to him and I, I love the guy. And he's a, he's been a, a really good friend to me overall. Mm -hmm. um, 
But outside of him, I had another two friends that I was that I felt like were brothers of mine. These are friends from work. And I built a really good bond with them, a really good connection with them. And it felt like when I joined the military that they were happy to see me go. Mm-hmm. And after going through boot camp and then coming back, it felt like they just didn't give a shit about me. Mm-hmm. And these are people that I would spend a lot of time with during work, outside of work. Uh, one of them was two years older than me. So I almost looked up to him like a like a big brother. Yeah. And that was just completely abandoned once I left. So here we are again. Yeah. Now, okay, here's the trend. It's being confirmed. Relationships are just a short-term thing. So what the fuck? So now here I am in the military, uh, developed friendships at work, completely different type of friendships, completely different type of bonds. Something is... You can't get anywhere else. I I really don't think unless you grew up with someone from, you know, Mm -hmm. from kindergarten all the way or, you know, whatever, from kids all the way to adults and you all still click. The military is kind of like a shortcut to that that. because you do so much with these people and And your experiences are understand the rest of the world just cannot understand. Mm -hmm. Right. That. That you have someone that will literally die for you. Yeah. Like you all have made that decision and it's been tested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I developed you know, two very, very, very strong friendships from the service. Okay. And um, but even then, that had an expiration date on it. And that expiration date was at least four years mm-hmm. because four years. You're you're out or you're or going to re up, yeah. but if you re up, you get assigned to somewhere else. But even during the time that you're in, you could get assigned somewhere else. True. So, you know that kind of showed me. Okay, well, relationships are still short term. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And it created this thing inside of me where I. It got easier for me to say, fuck it, I'll be all right. You see what I'm saying? Well, I guess what other choice did you have? Right. Yeah. So from 17, it started this thing where, fuck it, I'll be all right. Yeah. Joined the military, lost friends. Fuck it, I'll be all right. Now I'm out the service. (laughs) Not connecting with these people and, and then being out again. Fuck it, I'll be all right. Now here I am in in a marriage, right? Thinking that this is a different thing because I'm committing myself to someone on a completely different level. But even that, even in that, when times got rough, I still had that mentality. What do I care? Fuck it, I'd be all right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because longevity wasn't a thing for me. Long term wasn't a thing for me, even though in my heart of hearts and, you know, I'm a loyal individual. Yeah. And you made that commitment and I made that commitment. It's still, you know, I I guess a fear that because the possibility is there, uh, the possibility that a relationship can be taken away from for you. Yeah. 100 percent. And I I always carried this load of fuck it. I'll be all right. Now. I don't want to sit here and I don't want anyone to think that I'm I'm the victim, right? In this particular 
instance, I think there was a time that I could have been the victim of these circumstances. But there comes a time where as you develop as a human being and you go through different stages in life, if you skip a beat of trying to um, figure out what exactly is going on with you and try to better understand yourself so you can break patterns moving forward. Mm -hmm. You transition out of being the victim to now being the problem. Or realizing like out of all of these things, you're, you're the common denominator. 100%. 100%. (laughs) You know, so at some point, like, okay, what role am I playing? Not to say that your trauma didn't lead you to where you are, but now what? But now what? Yeah. What are you going to do with that? Yeah. What are you going to do with that? Now, unfortunately for me, it took me until I was in my 30s to reflect on all this and yeah. and have, I guess you could say, some, I mean, that, a come that, to Jesus moment well, and figure out what's going on Well, some people don't do that me. ever or until much later. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But from 17, from the first time it happened and being completely heartbroken, being taken away from everyone that, that I knew and, and loved. And again, I understand that there was probably some mismanagement on my end, being young and bullheaded and having that all or nothing mentality and essentially turning my back. Because I'll, I'll be interested to, to have a conversation or anyone out there that's listening that grew up with me and knew me and loved their me, perspective, their perspective on it. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting here saying that I felt like people forgot about me. Maybe those people felt like I forgot the same. about them. Yeah. And I that and that I possibly abandoned them, but in reality, I was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, you know what it was. I I felt like I handled it like one of those spoiled kids that you see like in a movie, like Air Bud. You know what I'm saying? Like just leave already, just go. <laughs> I don't need you. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> like that was my that was my <laughs> reaction to it because that was the easiest thing. Like, let me just swallow this pill now and just get the fuck over with. Yeah. Versus sitting with that the slow bleed yeah. of being on the outside looking in and being jealous because yeah. man, I wish I was at homecoming or I wish I was at you know prom and well, I did. I did go. Did I did. Go to I did go prom? to Shaker's prom. Yeah. I okay. Did go to well, prom. Okay. But it, it but, it, but it but it feel the same because I felt like a like a guest there, and it was just it was just it was good and and I appreciate the young lady that invited me to prom so I can go, but um it was just it was just a different feeling if that makes sense like it didn't feel like my prom, you know maybe like prom should thing. huh but maybe that's a maybe thing. that is a me thing yeah maybe that yeah maybe that is a me thing, but I don't know. Um, but from 17 until my thirties and I reflect on everything and how relationships have been mismanaged on my end again, because I transitioned out of being the victim to Mm -hmm. the problem. Then now I look at all of my relationships have been short termed and possibly could have been something different if I abandon that fuck it IBI mentality when it comes to bonds with human beings. Or do you even think that subconsciously, like as far as your relationships go, you picked people who it was going to end up being short term with? Could have been. 
And now, now even just the setup of your relationship. To be clear, this is not my way of saying that uh, if I handled things differently, then I would still be married to right. my, my ex or or I would be with my most recent ex that I have two children with. Mm-hmm. No, right, this right. is not me saying that at all. Yeah, because those relationships, there's there's still nuance to it and there's still, you know, right. More, more. Meat well, to my question would be if I wonder, like I just posed the mm-hmm. question to you, like if those relationships were what they were because you subconsciously picked scenarios that were going to end up being short term off of the setup. Could have been more than what you were saying. You know what I mean? Could have been because even, even when I look at how I work, right. Mm-hmm. I work in a way to where, I, I'm in it, but I'm not in it. Well, you're in control. And I wonder if you set it up that way on purpose, because right. that way it can't be taken away from you. I'm in it, but I'm not in it. I don't work full time. <laughs> right. Why? Because I don't want to work full time. Well, you're because in control of how you work. I like, I like, keep, I like being in a position where I could keep people at a distance where I could kind of build a relationship with you and build a bond with you. If you want to. If I want to, mm-hmm. but it's, but never at a point where you're now being seen as family to me because that's what happens. If if you're with colleagues that you work with, like I work with a team of people that I have at, at my um my PRN as needed for people out there that, mm-hmm. that are in the medical field. So um, those jobs that I work where I'm going into an, a hospital or a rehab center and there's a group of people, those people are family amongst each other, mm-hmm. right? And I know this because I'm an outsider looking, looking in. in. Yeah. Now, I have my own little relationships with these people that, that I have developed, right? But it's done in a way where it's not the same as the relationship that they have with one another. And I'm not envious of that. And, and I am more comfortable living in that space with that. You see what I'm saying? It's almost like I'm a, I'm a, a nomad kind of, kind of personality where do you think you're comfortable like you would have always been there or you're comfortable because you don't it's a result of that trauma that happened i believe so i I think it's a result of that trauma because i feel i feel and and i and i don't know obviously this is all you know hypothetical and you know it obviously can never be proven but um i would imagine that if i graduated high school where i was then it's quite possible that I would have planted deeper roots into Cleveland and I still might be in Cleveland to this day. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because now I'm, I'm with people that I graduated with and I'm, I'm now going off into college potentially and I'm mm-hmm. doing other things. And it, or, or maybe I'm doing some bad shit that I shouldn't have been doing and now my roots are planting in and now these are spoiled bad roots because now I'm, you know, still selling drugs or, you yeah, know, doing- like in trouble. Or, yeah, yeah, getting in trouble mm-hmm. or doing it. Who knows? Right. Who the hell knows? I don't know. But I do know this, that since then, all of my relationships have been uh, short-lived in comparison to what they should be, right? Or could have been. Or could have been. Mm-hmm. Because watch this, if I, if I never joined the military, that one friend that, that I made, Kyle, right, I, I would be spending weekends with him or going to games with him and doing things with him because we had that type of cool mm-hmm. ass relationship where this was my buddy, 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 buddy. Yeah. Like this was a guy that, you know, it, 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 
he wasn't just your a casual friend. Like I love this guy mm-hmm. kind of thing. We had like a you know like a like a bromance. You know, one would say back in the day. <laughs> yeah. but like this was this was my guy, right? Um, but now that looks different because now yeah. it's you know I have to love him from a distance. You know, you know, shoot him random text messages. You know, like some pictures on you know Facebook or Instagram, not Facebook. And whenever I do go into town, I all I usually find time to just stop by and just yeah. kick it with him on his porch for an hour and just catch up and you know do that. He's he's one of those type of guys. But um, but as I got older and older and older, all of my relationships became uh, shorter and shorter and shorter. It's with, with everything from job to you know uh, the the women that I choose that I chose to kind of be serious with for a moment uh, even my children things are things are not the relationships are not healthy like they should be now again I'm the problem or I was the problem up until understanding all of this yeah because I've put myself in positions to where I it could look that way. Was able to endure or be resilient to the mm-hmm. fact that uh, I am a nomad at heart. And as long as I got me, then I'm fine. Because I'm always going to build relationships. And I know that I can easily build relationships yeah. however I want them to look with with minimal effort. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty charismatic. You know, people like me everywhere I go for the most part. Um, right and even even when I was doing traveling therapy like I was built for that right I was built for a three-month contract right I'm in a city I'm having a good time and in three months I'm out and I'm flipped somewhere else it just sounds like you found a way to control that situation like you turn that it was like your defense mechanism and then you laid out your life to make sure that you were in control of how everything looked. Right. Yeah. Right. But it is something that needed to be addressed and it is something that needed to be worked on because that is not, in, in my opinion, it's not a healthy way to be. Just, well, I guess, and you can reflect and be like, it hasn't worked out for you. Clearly. It hasn't worked out for me and it's caused <laughs> a lot of pain. Yeah. Right. And, um, and there's things that you, you have to deal with for the rest of your life based on mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I say all that to say, you know, it's never too late to kind of do some Mm self-reflecting and figure out what is going on with you. Especially when things aren't working out. Right. Or something didn't pan out the way that you would have hoped or expected Mm -hmm. it to. Mm -hmm. So you do that self-reflecting and Take advantage of the fact that in this country, it's easy to get the help that you need by way of speaking to someone about mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. whether it be a professional, which is what I would recommend over anything, mm-hmm. or a loved one, mm-hmm. if you can't afford a professional or you just don't feel comfortable, comfortable yet, yeah. yet with a professional. Yeah. But I think it's important to speak to a professional, whether it be in person, on a phone, Things like that because we're picking up books. There's everything out there. Right. Like even if that's a starting point right. for you, yeah. But you have to do the work, yeah. And the work should be done on your own, right? 
So even though you and I, we go through therapy, like we have therapy sessions that we attend together. Mm -hmm. It's still important that you go to therapy on your own mm -hmm. to, to unpack the things that you need to unpack that I necessarily can't help you with. And then and I, I go to therapy. To do on my, with you, it has nothing being to do honest. with you. Right. Yeah. And then I go to therapy on my own to figure out things the that same. are going on with me, yeah. to unpack things that have nothing to do with you. Sometimes they might have something to do with you, but then it also has something to do with how I need to figure it out before I then right. come to couples therapy with you. And then we, we, you know, unpack it, there. unpack what mm -hmm. we need to unpack in order to better understand each other and how to address one another. But, um, I say all that to say, and I, and I know I've been repeating it that, uh, even though you have experienced trauma right mm -hmm. we and, all have right and mm -hmm. and the trauma happened by way of something that was completely out of your control that excuse is only appropriate for so long before you are no longer the victim and you are now the problem well if you want to change what your life looks if like if you want to change what your life looks yeah, like yeah yeah or the outcomes of things or, you may have been unhappy with. Or let's say let's say you don't want to change, but now you're just a wrecking ball and you're just affecting everyone that's around you, everyone that was in your But life. even then you have to look at it like you're the problem because you could be a wrecking ball and still not realize that is a you thing. True. You you still blame everybody else. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or you no, don't. I, or you, I, just, I know or you, like or you don't acknowledge We all do, I think. Yeah. Or or you don't acknowledge it at all. And right. You know. But when you are doing your self-reflecting, it, it is important to, you know, not only see yourself as the person that is um, a bystander, that, that you are actually creating bystanders, innocent bystanders yeah. based on Like you're playing your a role. Right. One way or another. At some point. Yeah. At some point. Right. So, yep. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't blame my parents. Or anything like that. Well, and now that you're an adult and a father, uh -huh. I think you understand you sometimes you make the best decisions or what you think is the best decision uh -huh. for the better of your family, for the better of your child. And we don't always have to like that when right. we're the child with parents in control of uh -huh. our lives. But they did what they thought was best. Right. And it probably was. It probably was. Not that it didn't come with but, but, but consequence. It was, heart, it was heartbreaking. It was For very sure. heartbreaking. It defined the, clearly what the rest mm -hmm. of your life looked like. Yep. But like you're saying, who knows what the opposite would have been had that move not happened. Right. You just don't know. Right. We do what we think is best for our kids. Right. But it doesn't mean that it then might, might not define who they end up becoming. But that's just a part of the journey. Life. Yeah. Life, life, life. That part. We good? Yeah. All right. Was I personal enough in this episode <laughs> for you? <laughs> Was I serious enough? <laughs> yeah. I liked it. All right. I like it when you get serious and personal. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get out of here. Okay. All right, people. Thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for listening. I hope that wasn't too much for anyone out there. And uh, yeah. We'll we'll do we'll do more episodes like this mm -hmm. where we talk. So I <laughs> well, hope what we do is talk, but yeah. yeah talk, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
<laughs> this has been another episode of the Feelings First Facts Later podcast. The podcast where we be saying shit, but we ain't saying shit. I go by the name of Nathan Mitchell, and I did this with the lovely Christina. Bye. Peace. Bye, 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 bye.